Welcome to Thinks Out Loud, internet marketing expertise your business needs. I'm Tim Peter. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital expertise your business needs. My name is Tim Peter. This is episode 339 of The Big Show. And I think we have a really cool show for you today. I, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. You know, before I do, I want to let you know that in our last episode, I was talking about basically what the Frightful Five, what the AgFam's earnings tell us about the state of digital. And I mentioned that I want to follow that up with what we heard from Shopify and what we heard from Expedia and what we heard from Uber and people like that. And I will do that in a week or so. Some still haven't reported their earnings, and I want to make sure I have a chance to get those all together before, you know, putting the episode together. And the timing there is kind of funny. Now, longtime listeners of the show know that I often talk about customer experience is queen. Customer experience is a key component in how you do digital well. Your customers expect to be able to interact with you on digital the way they expect to be able to interact with you, right? They, they have needs, they have goals, they have objectives, and they want to be able to accomplish them using online channels just the same as they would, you know, if they walked into your store or if they walked into your hotel or if they talked to you on the phone. They have a point of view about how things should work. And I had an experience in the last week that I thought really illustrated both a, a counter example, you know, a way you don't want to do it, and an example of how you do want to do it, all with the same transaction. So I'm going to start with some weird background. I don't know how many of you know this, but I am hard of hearing. I wear hearing aids. Uh, because of my past experience working in recording studios and working with live sound and playing in bands and things like that, I damaged my hearing when I was in my early 20s, and I don't hear particularly well. Now, I'm not particularly unique in that regard. About 15% of American adults aged 18 and over, so maybe about 37.5 million people, report some trouble hearing. Two out of th- uh, two to three out of every thousand children just in the United States are born with, quote, a detectable level of hearing loss in one or both ears. This, by the way, is all from the, U- uh, the U.S. National Institutes of Health, the National Institute on Deafness and Other Communication Disorders. I'll have a link to that in the show notes if you care. Nonetheless, in their data, they find about 28.8 million people could benefit from using hearing aids. And as you might imagine, it tends to be worse among older people. I'm a lot younger than the folks who tend to have hearing problems and require hearing aids. Uh, My loss is related to occupational hazards when I was younger. Uh, Only about 2% of adults in my age range have disabling hearing loss. So, you know, I'm one of that 2%, which I always thought I was above average. It's nice to know that I actually am. (laughs) Uh, The rate increases to 8.5% for adults age 55 to 64, nearly a quarter of those aged 65 to 74, and 50% of those who are 75 and older have disabling hearing loss. 
as you might imagine, the greatest amount of loss is among those aged 60 to 69. As I said, it's somewhere between 10 to 15% of adults, so somewhere between 1 in 6 people and 1 in 10 people need help. That's a big market. That's a lot to be had there. Now, the funny thing is there's a lot of people who are entering the space. Hearing aids themselves are, are kind of expensive. Uh, they aren't covered by most insurance plans, and they can be tough to buy in ways that are affordable. And, and what's been really cool in the last couple of years is a number of companies have been entering the space to try to drive down the cost to disrupt it using, you know, mostly online models. And I found one of these, a company called Lively. Full disclosure, this is not sponsored content. I'm not a you know, creator who's, who's pitching them. I just happened to find them and think that they were a good uh, option for me. They do lots of cool things in terms of allowing you to schedule appointments with an audiologist uh, virtually to help you get them set up once they send them to you to make sure that everything works. Yeah, I did everything online. It was a really cool experience, right? So I, I really dug it, and I thought you should hear about it. Except here's where things started to get interesting. So I bought the hearing aids. They were shipped to me. And I want to be clear, I'm not trying to explicitly diss the carrier. So I'm not going to call them by their real name. Let's just, for sake of the argument, say their name was Dreadflex. Um, <laughs> you know, I checked the carrier's website to see when the package would arrive. And, and the website said it would arrive by Friday. On Friday, late in the day, I went to the website and saw that the package was delayed, but it would arrive Saturday by 8 p.m. I also went ahead and signed up for alerts so that if there were any future problems, I would know in advance. Now, between COVID and weather up and down the East Coast, you know, further delays were certainly possible. I live in Florida. We didn't have weather, but I realized the package coming from the Midwest. And so somewhere along the way, they could certainly run into weather. None of this at this point is a problem. Until Saturday, I still hadn't received any notification. I still hadn't received the package. So I went into the website again, the carrier's website. And it said that they were delayed again, but they'd arrive by 8 p.m. on Monday. Now, notice I hadn't gotten any notification that I'd signed up for. I'd said, "Let me send me a text if, in fact, these have been delayed, but that didn't happen. So I was getting a little frustrated. Not, not so much with the delay, though I wasn't thrilled about that, but more about an expectation that I'd had had not been met. So anyway, late on Monday, I went to the carrier's website again. I've still received no notifications. And guess what? The package was delayed again. This time it said it would arrive by Tuesday at 8 p.m. Now I'm starting to get a little frustrated because, you know, I was supposed to get them Friday. I didn't get them Friday. I didn't get them Saturday. I didn't get them Monday. I signed up to get alerted if they were going to be delayed further, and I didn't get any alerts. So this is a terrible experience by this point in the process. Anyway, fast forward to Tuesday, late Tuesday. I still hadn't received any texts. I still hadn't received the package. I went to the website, and 
it showed that the package was simply delayed. It showed that it hadn't moved since 3.30 a.m. on Monday. It was still sitting in uh, North Carolina. The funny part about this is the package was in Georgia on Saturday, and it was in North Carolina on Monday, and I live in Florida. You know, from where I'm sitting, that doesn't feel like progress. <laughs> right? <laughs> and remember, I'd got no notifications. I'd got no updates. And they really couldn't even tell me when the package was due to arrive. So now I'm kind of frustrated, right? So I jump on Twitter and I send a thing to their support on Twitter saying, hey, what's going on here? And of course, they, they take this into the DMs. This is a good practice if you are uh, you know, uh, interacting with your customers on social media and you have, and the customer has a negative experience. You definitely want to get that out of the public social chatter and bring that into DMs. Perfectly valid, perfectly understandable. The person I was chatting with was very helpful. They were doing the best they could with the information they had available to them. They let me know that they'd have to put a trace on the package. They couldn't figure out why it claimed to be sitting in a warehouse or someplace in North Carolina and had been sitting there for, at this point, oh, 37 or 38 hours. But then the rep says to me on Twitter, I'll get an answer. Someone will call me with an update or email me, and they'll call me or email me in 24 to 48 hours. <laughs> now, remember, this is a package that is already 96 hours late. And I had a scheduled appointment with an audiologist through Lively to configure the hearing aids in less than 36 hours. So it's possible that the appointment I'm going to have can't happen because I don't yet have the package I'm waiting for. Now, this was super frustrating. It's exactly what you don't want to do. I couldn't get an answer. The answers I was supposed to get along the way, I didn't get. The rep was doing everything that they could. They weren't able to get an answer. And repeatedly through this process, the carrier had set an expectation that they were not able to meet. That's exactly what you don't want to do. Because what's happening now is I'm telling an audience of people about this, right? I mean, this is exactly what you don't want. All right, so I don't want this all to be doom, gloom, and negative. Let's talk about the flip side of this. So Tuesday, after this interaction with the rep from the carrier, I emailed Lively. Uh, they have an 800 number, and they have an email address. It turns out you can also text them on the 800 number. I wasn't aware of that at the time. But I emailed them just to say, hey, this is what's going on. I'm a little frustrated. I want you to be aware. I emailed after 5 on Tuesday, and I, I didn't know what to expect. This is a new company to me. I got an email reply at 9.01 Wednesday morning. So right at the start of the business day the next day, I got an email. And then about 10 o'clock, I got a phone call. And they wanted to let me know who at Lively I would be working with. So if necessary, I could reschedule my appointment with the audiologist. They wanted to make sure they were looking into it and seeing if they could get the carrier to get the stick out of it. I mean, you know, get things moving in the way that they probably should have been. <laughs> um, all in all, super helpful, super friendly. I also think it's really apparent that Lively seems to get that their customer, remember, most people who wear hearing aids 
are A, older, B, we know for a fact, hard of hearing. They really did a great job of making sure that I understood the process, understood what was going on, you know, held my hand in a way that was just really great to see. Now, let's fast forward a lot more. The package arrived late Wednesday. I got no notification from the carrier, (laughs) which should surprise no one at this point, right? And again, I'm not trying to drag the carrier. Things happen. But again, it's this idea of setting expectations and meeting them versus setting expectations and failing to meet them. By contrast, I did get an email late Wednesday from Lively's support just saying, hey, we just wanted to check in and make sure you'd gotten your package and to make sure that everything's set for your appointment with the audiologist tomorrow morning. And if anything needs to change, just let us know. We'll be more than happy to help you out. So, of course, then Thursday morning, I had the appointment with the audiologist. Everything was fine. The hearing aids are great. You know, the service I've gotten there is tremendous. The service that I got from the carrier, not so much. So a lot of this is all about expectations. A lot of this is about helping the customer in a way that is appropriate. You know, Lively doesn't do their own shipping. I mean, they do, but they don't have a track your package on their website. They link you out to the carrier's website. That's an okay experience. And they step in and help when they need to, when the customers hits a point that they need the help. So it's a great example of saying, look, there's parts of this process we're responsible for and we can help with. And there's parts of this that we outsource to another company. But the parts that we can control, we're going to control really, really well. It was a really outstanding uh, uh, delivery on the expectations they had set through the well along the way. The carrier, not so much. They set a number of expectations. We're going to deliver it Friday. We're going to deliver it Saturday. We're going to deliver it Monday. We're going to deliver it Tuesday. Missed all of them. They set the expectation that if you sign up for alerts, we'll go ahead and alert you if there's any problems, which sounds like a really good idea as long as you actually alert people if there's a real problem. Again, my point here isn't to beat up a company. It's to talk about what it looks like when you do it well versus what it looks like when you don't do it well and what that means for a customer. I would, will say great things about Lively to anybody who asks me. I can, you know, so far, I've only had these, uh, I've only had these hearing aids for, uh, what, a little less than a week. But so far, they've worked great. And so far, all of my interactions with their customer service has been outstanding. I'd like to point out, when they set you up with the uh, appointment with the audiologist, that was all done through a Zoom call. They walked me through the app. They showed me how the things worked. They showed me what you can do with the app. All things that I never got with audiologists in the past when I worked with them in person. Now, to be fair, sometimes the apps were so much less... uh, um, Uh, They had so many fewer features that, to be fair, they probably didn't have to show me much because there wasn't much I could do. But it's been a tremendously, tremendously positive experience. And their expectations all along the way, the expectations they have set all along the way, they have met. 
And in some cases, they've exceeded those expectations. Notice they didn't have to exceed my expectations everywhere. They just had to meet them. So when you think about how you use digital to connect with your customers, when you think about how you're using digital to create an experience, all you really need to do is make sure that it is delivering on the experience the customer expects. Set an expectation. Meet the expectation. And don't be afraid, like Lively does, to say, you know, the setup, that's something you shouldn't do on your own. It's not a self-service thing. We're going to set up a, an appointment with a specialist, and the specialist is going to walk you through this, in this case over Zoom, so they're still using digital to do it. But notice they're using off-the-shelf technology. They're using Zoom to make the call happen. Really very, very straightforward. So all along the way, set an expectation, met the expectation, and occasionally exceeded the expectation when things didn't quite go according to plan. And without belaboring the point, the reason that customer experience is queen is the fact that I'm now telling you about it. Anybody who saw my message to the carrier on Twitter, you know, knows about the fact that there was a problem. And that's all they know. And that's the last they heard. And the best I'm willing to say about the carrier is that I won't call them out by name. And the brand that did a good job is getting a shout-out to an audience of, you know, okay, I don't know, maybe four or 500 people. But they're getting a shout-out and being told something, and suddenly some of those folks could become potential customers. Maybe you. I don't know. But it's something where I now as a customer am willing to advocate this brand to other people I talk to where I think they could help. That's why customer experience is queen. I often say the modern marketing team is a media company. But the truth is, so are all of your customers. All of your customers carry a TV studio and a, you know, a radio station and a television network and all of the ways that they can broadcast to their friends and family and fans and followers on social media with them everywhere they go. And so they are going to become potentially either an advocate on your behalf or a detractor. You really want them to be an advocate. And customer experience is queen is how you do that. By setting an expectation and meeting that expectation. And then ideally turning that customer in an, into an advocate for you. Just as Lively has done with me. Now looking at the clock on the wall, we are out of time for this week. I want to remind you that you can find the show notes for today's episode, as well as an archive of all past episodes, by going to timpeter.com slash podcast. Again, that's timpeter.com slash podcast. Just look for episode 339. Don't forget that you can click on the subscribe link in any of the episodes you find to have Thinks Out Loud delivered to your favorite podcatcher every single week. You can also find Things Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Overcast, wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're there, I would also very much appreciate it if you could provide a positive rating or review for the show. Do what I'm doing for Lively right now. Tell a positive story on behalf of the brand. You know, if you like what you heard, if you like the show, I would just 
be so, so thankful if you would tell others about it. It helps them find the podcast. It helps them understand what the show is all about. It helps get the word out about things out loud. And it means so much to me. You can also find things out loud on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Associates. You can find us on LinkedIn by going to linkedin.com slash Associates. You can find me on Twitter using the Twitter handle at TCPeter. And of course, you can send me an email. Just drop a line to podcast at timpeter.com. Again, that's podcast at timpeter.com. As I do each week, I'd like to thank our sponsor. Things Out Loud is brought to you by Solo Segment. Solo Segment provides an amazing suite of search tools that provide search as a service for large enterprises. They focus on business results, not search results with easy automated tools that help customers find the content that matters to them and helps drive you to your business goals. They do this all while protecting customer privacy and improving business results along the way. You can learn more about Solo Segment and all the amazing work they do there by going to solosegment.com. Again, that's solosegment.com. With that said, I want to say once again how much I appreciate you tuning into the show every single week. It means more to me than you could possibly know. Uh, It's just always the best to know you're out there listening. So with that said, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. I hope you have a great weekend, and I'll look forward to speaking with you here on Things Out Loud next time. Until then, please be well, be safe, and as ever, take care, everybody. (laughs) 